From the Ron McKeefery Podcast Network, I'm Isaiah Castilleja, and this is Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0. In this episode of Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0, Coach Horn talks to us about the importance of facilitating a productive discussion amongst the strength staff, why it's important to enjoy the process of the moment rather than constantly looking for the next job or next step, and why you should always question the X's and O's but not question if you want to be there in coaching. All this on another episode of Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Being a strength coach is difficult. And someone once said on our podcast, we pour so much into helping our athletes become better, but we forget who's pouring back into us to help us become better. Without a healthy mind, coaching on the floor, programming, and maintaining the juggling act that we call life can be difficult. The good news is the therapists at BetterHelp are here to help you. Therapy can be whatever we want it to be. Maybe you need the tools to help you keep motivated, or maybe you're feeling burnt out from long days in the weight room, or you just need someone to talk to. BetterHelp is a customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist at a time that works for you. We have a very busy schedule as a strength coach, and the last thing we need to do is be driving to an office and sitting in a waiting room. Simply log into your account and message or speak to your therapist from anywhere at a time that works for you. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. BetterHelp also assesses your needs and will match you with one of over 20,000 therapists in their network. Join the millions of people who are seeing what online therapy is really about. It's always a good time to invest in yourself and make your mind your best asset. We train to keep our bodies strong and resilient. Now it's time to invest in our mental health too. And as a special offer to Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0 listeners, you can get 10% off your month of professional therapy at betterhelp.com slash chalk. That's betterhelp.com slash C-H-A-L-K. And thanks again for BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. Perch delivers velocity-based training, no strings attached. Perch was engineered at MIT and uses compact 3D cameras to monitor and manage weight room performance without being a distraction. Perch is a VBT built for the 21st century. Attach Perch to any weight rack in minutes. While you lift, Perch uses cameras to passively collect velocity and power data, output in real time, and store it in post-workout analysis. Perch is a revolutionary and innovative sports technology device that enhances workouts, reduces injuries, and saves time. Perch works with every level organization from the NFL, the NBA, the MLB, the military, D1 through high school, the private sector, and the home gym. Perch is portable, easy to install, and intuitive to use, making it ideal for every facility and every training goal. No more pre-workout setup, no more wearables, no more broken strings. Set Perch up once, optimize every rep, every set, and every training session. Train with increased precision and measure and manage your progress every step of the way. For exclusive deals and offers, head to perch.fit slash chalk. Again, that's perch.fit 
slash chalk to check out deals, exclusive offers, and see how Perch can help take your program to the next level. Now, I, I think that's great. And I, you can tell with everybody that has worked with you in the past, you have prepared them for that next level. And like they're highly functional strength coaches. And I mean, you already brought it up a little bit. It's just what it takes when you're the leader is just listen to other people and they all got equal say and let them know like, Hey, I, this is as much yours as it is, you know, mine. Well, it's ours, you know, and I, and I think like that's the thing with those guys and those girls that you spoke about, you know, whether it's Jason Martinez, whether it's AJ Kerr, um, you know, Colin Cogarin that I train with now that's on our staff at Wichita State. I've mentioned Daniel Roos and Greg Golden, Tim Contos, Todd Hammer, Jenna Reddy. Jill Zeller. I mean, I can go down the list and I'm forgetting some names right now, but in the sake of time, those individuals are just a big a part into my personal success as I am into theirs. Because without them, Wake Forest experience wasn't the Wake Forest experience. We were able to do some things because those individuals were there. And it sounds cliche, but like leaders need to be willing to be led directors are great assistants. So if it's here and we have a different group and I'm not primarily responsible, we're all responsible for our team's success. So if a coach needs assistance, they need support. They're helping out with our teams. We're helping out with their teams when able, like you need to be able to wear both of those hats. And I think it's good for your staff to see that you can do that just as well as what you're asking them to do. So I I don't really like when people say like, oh, you're doing a great job, like mentoring, those individuals did what they needed to do to put themselves in that position. But just as much as they're in a position to be successful, they probably helped me even more because without those guys and girls, none of that happens. We can't do what we did. So. No, yeah, they're definitely, it's apparent. And I think that's good. And you're bringing up now what a, a lot about what it's like to be, a director or the, the head strength coach. And it, it's phenomenal. I think that's really good advice. Now, what else would you say is advice you'd give to somebody that's finding themselves being a director for the first time they're in that chair. And, and I, I tell my staff all the time, it's, it, it could be a burden sometimes, or it's like a heavy crown to like to shoulder because, you know, it's really different when, we're just running a small aspect or just running your teams, but then uh, you have administration that you have to handle uh, a lot, uh, like bigger head coaches you have to handle and on top of everything. What's some ad- advice to the first time director that has to sit in that chair and make those shots? I'll start it with a story. As you can tell, I like sharing stories. So we're going to start it with a story. Back when I was at BCU, I was a assistant, uh, you know, I really thought I had everything figured out. Um, the younger we are, the more experienced and effective we, we tend to tell ourselves that we can be. And I remember being a graduate assistant. You know, I interned for eight weeks. I get a graduate assistant position. I was in it for probably eight months or so. And then Coach Contos was able to get the first full-time strength conditioning spot ever at VCU. I applied for the position. I was able to 
fortunately get that position. So I become a full-time strength coach less than a year on the job as a GA, um, feeling pretty good about myself, even though I'm only in that position because someone gave me a chance to do it. But as I work through it, as an assistant, you're making a lot of recommendations. Uh, you're given a lot of insight. You're, you're, you're trying to give advice, but you really necessarily don't have to live with those consequences because you're ultimately not making those decisions. It's easy to give advice. It's easy to give recommendations when you don't have to deal with the cost of what happens if those things go wrong, especially when you have leaders like Tim Contos that wants your investment one little thing he always did is whenever he introduced me early on in my career, and I never forget this, he always said, this is, hey, this is Ryan. We work together. He never said, I work for him. He never said, I'm his boss. I'm the director. No one had to tell him that because he lived that and he embodied it every day. Like they knew that he was the leader, right? So fast forward, pretty comfortable. Um Coach Contos had to take, you know, he was stepping out, had to take a leave of absence. And then he told me, you know, you're going to have to run the show. And for the last year, I've been telling myself, I can do this. I can do this. No problem. I can be a director. So I'm telling myself these stories. Then I actually get a chance to be in that chair and he could not come back fast enough because I had no idea. I'm like, hey, when are you coming back? Because I'm not ready for this. I'm dealing with coaches. I'm dealing with budget. I'm dealing with scheduling. Before I had it made, all I did was coach and make recommendations. It was easy. And when I had a chance to actually do it, my ego was telling me I could do stuff that I really didn't have the skill set, the experience, or the exposure because Tim made it look easy. And then when I stepped into it, I wasn't ready. Um, so I needed more time to develop those skills. But as a first-time director or in a first-time supervisory-type role, I think it's the first time, really, that you're. it's not only about what you're able to do as, as a coach, but also what are we doing as a department. You're spending just as much time discussing other teams' programming, other coaches' professionals' path, uh, the administration and, and those initiatives and those goals and different head coaches. You're spending a lot of time pouring your energy and resources into others. Now, on the flip side of that, right now, even just four weeks in, that's been something that's just filled me up with a lot of joy uh, a lot of gratitude because I'm absolutely loving that process. Is it always perfect? Absolutely not. Is there things we need to continue to work on? Of course. But I think as a director, when you take a seat in that chair, just understand that you're not only trying to maximize your time in that role, because every role has an expiration date. A lot of times it comes before we want it to do, or it comes later, whatever it may be. But you're not only trying to operate yourself in that chair, you're also trying to train the individuals around you to be that change as well, to sit in that seat if needed. So that way you can actually operate and run a department. It's an organization and a culture like anything else. But like you said earlier, leadership can be a very lonely spot. 
because in the end you have to make that decision. And sometimes those choices, those decisions, you want to support your staff, you want to invest in them. Sometimes you're not able for fiscal reasons, for financial reasons, right? But you want to do it. So therefore you have to continue to fight for those around you and fight for your kids and fight for your staff. But that's my advice. Like for anyone stepping into a director role is to lean on those around you, understand your resources Keep an open mind early on. Listen more than you speak. Um, facilitate meetings, facilitate discussions. Try to learn about where people are coming from, what their vantage point is, what their experience is. Because if you learn that, you'll have a better idea of what they're really trying to relay to you and where they're coming from. And I think once you can do that and you can build that conduit, to discussion, you're going to be able to pursue and devise a way forward that's more suitable uh, for your staff, for yourself, and ultimately for the programs and departments that you serve. We'll be right back. Woodway is a company that has been designing and building treadmills and equipment for the long run since 1974. Each of their treadmills is designed with the revolutionary slat belt running surface, which is both lightweight and durable. It is specifically designed to absorb energy at the point of impact, eliminating harmful shock to joints and connective tissues. 100% of the NFL, NBA, and MLB teams and 60% of NHL teams utilize Woodway products to optimize their training. Woodway's curved treadmill was released in 2009 and boasts a completely self-powered manual training experience that does not require any electricity. This unique piece of equipment allows athletes to run at any pace they choose and burn up to 30% more calories than the regular treadmill. Other unique offerings from Woodway include the Curve Trainer, Curve XL, Forefront, and Pro Treadmills. Each treadmill offers features that are fit for every athlete. The silent and energy efficient product from Woodway has resulted in 50% electricity savings for owners. If you're looking for equipment that is built to last and will improve, and provide each of your athletes an experience like no other, check out Woodway today at woodway.com. No, definitely. And I think it's good. There's coaches out there like you are, you enjoy a collective, you know, experience, but you're also, you don't shy away from making those decisions. Cause like, like you said, it, when I, when I became the head strength coach, I was like, everybody's affected in the department by my decision. So it's a, like I said, it's a burden, but it's a good thing if you can collectively get it and try to take care of your people and help them learn. And that's why we do what we do. Right. Cause it matters. Like, like you said, there's, there's stuff at stake. There's athletes, you know, student athletes, livelihoods and their performance. And you're trying to protect and prepare these kids. You're trying to support head coaches that have a lot on the line, your staff and their families and their children. Like we say family all the time. Um, but we really have to do things that we provide and protect and support for them, just like we would our family. And, I think you talked about our decisions that we're making. The reason why it's more collaborative and more collective is because I want to be able to make those decisions with a clear heart and a clear mind, knowing our staff is on the same page. Do I end up having to make the decision? 100%. Am I going to make decisions that our entire staff agrees with at all times? Probably absolutely not, but they are having that discussion. So when I make that decision or when we make that decision, 
everyone's on the same page. We have a unified front. People are aware of those conversations. There's not a surprise. And when you speak to our staff, you're hearing a very similar message in regards to the big C word, which is culture, or how do we operate as professionals and as people like those things are all layered and meshed in. And it takes every day to be able to put yourself in that position. No, definitely. That's great. Now, if you could pick up the phone and call Ryan Horn from five years ago, what would you tell him? Wow. I don't know if he'd answer, but if he did answer, um, I would just tell him to be where his feet were. Um, And I think like in that situation, there's always a next job. There's always what you may feel like is a better opportunity. And I'm not ashamed to say when I got in this profession, I wanted to get to the highest level that I could possibly get, not only for professional reasons, but also for perception, what it made me look like, um, what I was able to get from a financial standpoint. You know, when I walked into the room, what did people view me as? Did people admire admire me or do people respect me? Like those are all like very superficial things that I think as young coaches or I can't speak for anyone else, but for me, I think I was chasing that a little bit too much, like early on of really trying to push through my career and push and get to the next step and get to the next step. And when you're not where your feet are, and it sounds cliche, you lose out on the fact, like I said earlier, like when I left and went to the tactical environment, like that job was the biggest job in my career because that's the one I currently have. And I have completely immersed myself into that job. But there was times when I was at Wake or when I was at Tulsa or I was getting out at VCU, like those situations were awesome. Those are some of my best memories as coaches in coaching, excuse me. So I always go back to that. Like, I'm like, man, like I had this time and this staff to work with and a lot of not necessarily regret, but a lot of those missed opportunities was looking ahead and looking past what was in front of me. So I think if I could tell myself anything, that would be it. It would be to be where your feet are, enjoy the process and the people around you and understand that the situation that you're in, you're the one that determines how fulfilling and rewarding that situation is. Not anyone else. Like you're in control of that because that's you and where you're at at that moment. And I think there's this you know, and there's a book, it's called Groundedness. And there's a there's a, a discussion in it about like heroic individualism, like strivers, high achievers that we continue to basically try to push on to the next thing. Once we finish one thing, we're right on to the next one. We're not really grounded and grateful and appreciative in our post or where we're currently at. And I think that really hit me when I was at Wake Forest. I had an athlete that we did it after the season, we sat down, we had a meeting. Um, we were just kind of going over the year, kind of doing a player evaluation. And I asked him, do you have anything for me? And he looked at me and he said, coach, we appreciate everything you and your staff does for us. We enjoy the training. We value what you're doing with us. We're valuing your time. Um, We know that you want us to enjoy, to embrace adversity and hardship and, and solid training and being consistent, being disciplined. 
And I know you want us to enjoy it, but I want to give you the right to enjoy it as well. And it just hit me like a ton of bricks. Cause I was like, I enjoy what I do. Like I love what I do and I love it every day. I haven't had to work ever. Like you show up and you know, it's a job, but like I'm sitting here right now, I got a pair of mesh shorts on and a t-shirt and we just finished up morning groups and, you know, and it's just a great place to be in. But to know that like he could see that I wasn't necessarily grounded in that moment was a real eye-opening experience for me because I needed to express that joy. I needed to express my love for being there just as much as I wanted them to have that same feeling. And it almost gave me permission just to take a breath and to be able to exhibit that. And that's one thing like the tactical environment did for me. When I walked into that, having like a white belt mentality in a brand new environment with people that don't know who you are, I think for the first time in my career, I could just be me, not what a perception of others thought I was or who I needed to be. Like they, like you said earlier, when we first got on, like, you know, you talked about certain things of like what maybe like a calling card or what people know you as in that environment, they just knew Ryan. It was the first time that no one called me coach. Nobody called me coach horn. It was like, Hey, Ryan like person to person. And I didn't have to raise my voice and we could have these honest conversations. And that was a huge moment for me. And that's why I find that two years was so beneficial because now stepping back into it, I can really try to be the person that's as close to the person as I want to be. I can say things as close to the way I want to see them and just be as authentic and as genuine as I possibly can, because I had that opportunity to zoom out and see what I really wanted to do and what we wanted to be. I think that uh, that's phenomenal. And I think that's good to hear. And even after you've been in here for, you know, longer than a decade, you are still looking for ways to grow. And uh, I think that it's going to be a relief for a lot of coaches to, to hear that. I know, I've switched universities here within the last year. I think I'm just on a year at my, where I'm at now. And it's just, it's a, it could be relieving just to be yourself and just uh, not have to be the persona. You can just be authentic and be where you're at. So that's, that's really, really, really solid, you know, experiences that you're sharing. Now, what do you have going on in this next year that you're looking forward to? I know, like you said, you've been there a little over a month now and what do you, what do you got going on that you're, you're looking forward to? I mean, we only have an hour, so I can't really get into that too much. I got a big long list of stuff that we want to do, but I, I think what I'm really looking forward to is, is just the day to day. Like, we have a long-term vision. We have a, you know, one month, six month, 12 month, three year, five year plan. We have a lot of initiatives that we're trying to do, whether it's facilities, whether it's sports science and tech, but the first thing that we're trying to do is really build a staff and to build an environment that creates an athlete experience, a coaching experience. That is one that people want to be in. Um, when individuals come into our program and we told our staff this, I want you to question how you program. And Jason Martinez, 
reminded me of this the other day. So I'll give him credit. You know, I asked him in our environment when we were at wake, if you were telling somebody else that came into that environment, like what's some advice that you would give them? And he said, I would tell them, Hey, we want to, we want you to question how you program. We want you to question how you interact with athletes. We want you to question how you interact with sport coaches how do you manage your budget? How do you manage your resources and people? But we never want you to question if you want to be here and if you want to be a coach. And we kind of came to that together. But I think that was true because as a staff, you know, we do it, we work and we're trying to see the things in our profession that need to be changed. And the way you do that is to change them where you're at. And then you keep letting that stuff leak out your love for the profession, your love for your staff, you let that leak out into the rest of the field and the rest of the environment, but it starts with us, right? But when he said that, I was like, that's a beautiful thing, right? So when we come into the office as a staff, no one's asking themselves like, oh man, I don't know if I can do this anymore. Like, I can't wait to go home today. Like we're just sitting here as a family, whether it's at my house or at their house or at the pool or going to see Top Gun or going to a movie, like whatever we're doing as a staff, like I want, we want people that really want to invest in each other, uh, that want to challenge each other, that aren't afraid to have some uncomfortable moments, some growth opportunity and some conflict, because that's going to happen. And I think that's the biggest thing to me that I'm excited for is just seeing us start to stack days and to stack weeks and to build this department to help better serve and support our student athletes and our staff. That's the most exciting thing because it's easy to buy stuff. It's easy to fundraise money or if you don't have money, that can be really, really hard. But when you focus on trying to get what you want, you lose sight of what you have. And that's the people in the program around you. You got to make that the best you can before you can really get the other things. And if you don't have the people, those other things don't really have a foundation to be successful. So I think that's what I'm looking forward to is just continuing to forge relationships with the student athletes, with our department, with our administration. And then, you know, we also have to do the job. You know, we have to have solid training. We have to prepare our student athletes. Like we have to make sure that we're putting them in a position to be successful. And that's all the X's and O's, but you can't forget about that other side of it as well. Cause people are buying into your program just as much as they're buying into the people. Um, those are easy discussions to have, but to crack those individual codes for each person that walks into a room with us, those are the anchor points that we have to find so we can continue to push that forward. So getting into the community, getting into our department at our university, um, building relationships with our coaches, with our student athletes after a month in, that's what we're excited about. And then, yes, we have our vision. We have our initiatives. We have things that we want to do. Every coach has something they want to buy. We want new racks. We want new equipment. That stuff will come, but I think we have to earn that. No doubt. That's great. Now, what's the best way for our listeners to follow up with you? I know you're very active on social media and both Instagram and you're even willing to brave it and throw it out on strength coach Twitter and, and, and put that into that ether. But what's the best way our listeners can tune into what you got going on there, at Wichita state and follow up with you. It's at Ryan horn four or five, both on Twitter and Instagram. That's probably the best place to kind of, 
get a viewpoint or a vantage point in what we're trying to do. We try to share as much stuff as possible. We'll continue to do that more in this environment that we're currently in. We can speak and, and share pretty openly and freely with what we're doing. So that would probably be the best place. Um, obviously, feel free to reach out, shoot me a direct message or, or hit me up. And, and I don't mind. You know, I've been in that position where uh, those things go unanswered. And, and unreplied, you know, I'm not always perfect. I may miss a couple, but, you know, I, I welcome the discussion. You know, if anybody listens to this and they feel like they have a better way of doing things, I would love to hear that. I may not agree with you, but we'll do that, uh, you know, but I may, and it may make us better. So I appreciate the time. I appreciate you. I appreciate what you're doing for the profession before we get off. Sometimes the, the podcast host doesn't get a big thank you. Um, but it's because of you, just like coaches, we need athletes to coach. Um, you know, we need coaches like yourself that are continuing to shine light on the profession in a positive way to get coaches stories out there. Um, so coaches don't feel alone. There's a lot of coaches that are going through the same things that you're going through. And this gives us the conduit or the bridge to have those discussions. So thank you for doing that. No, no, I appreciate it. And, you know, thank you for being a man of your word. I know we've been trying to get back and forth and get it on there, but I knew there had been, there had been a story for going from collegiate to tactical to collegiate. And I think it's something very empowering. And I think all of our, our listeners are going to take a lot for it and, you know, help out other coaches where they're at. So thank you for your time and good luck, uh, you know, there in the Midwest and go kill it. Appreciate it. Thank you very much. Thanks coach. The Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0 podcast is brought to you by Play. Listen in on a conversation with Play's Global Director of Performance and Education, Coach Mike Buley. Coach Buley describes the vision of how Play will continue to be the company that will propel the innovation of the strength and conditioning profession forward. Well, after 22 years of, of coaching, I've learned that connection trumps communication and that it's not enough for coaches to know that you care. And I think you got to take that a step further. They need to experience that you care. And I've always been a coach that tried to be more tra uh, transformational than transactional. And so with that awareness in mind too, I always enjoyed working and learning and talking to other people and, and coaches and developing that camaraderie. I've always made myself available to the community because I remember how hard it was too to try to get a crack into this this profession. And uh, I promised myself if ever I was given a shot, I would never take advantage of that. I always allow myself to uh, help other people uh, chase their dreams in this profession. It's been very good to me. Play is a company that will help your strength conditioning program find solutions for all your needs. Refuse second best and check them out at play.us for more information. Join the thousands of coaches across the world that are part of Team Builder Nation. The incredible online strength and conditioning software provides a toolbox for features for all coaches at all levels. One awesome feature is the 1RM Max Tracker. Team Builder makes tracking maxes easy for any method since you can record and store max data, project 1RM over time, and use the stored maxes to determine prescribed weights for an exercise and have access to the visual reports so you can see the maxes over time. Other features include an updated messaging platform and the ability to create sports science questionnaires for athletes or clients to answer on their own phones that's right, that's sports science data in the palm of your hand. Start your free 14-day trial today by using the promo code CHALK 
that's promo code C-H-A-L-K, and begin programming with the software built to fit any level strength coach in any setting. Team Builder prides itself on putting the customer first and offers affordable pricing with subscription plans starting at just $50 a month. For more information on everything that Team Builder has to offer or schedule a 30-minute demo with Team Builder Expert, visit teambuilder.com and let them know Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0 sent you. Thanks everyone for listening. Thank you to our great guests for taking the time to share their experiences. Thank you to Play and Team Builder for being great companies that help our profession. And most importantly, thank you, the listeners. Please find us on social media at Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0. Find our show notes on wherever you listen to your podcasts. Leave us a rating, comment, and subscribe. And don't forget to say hi. It's great to hear from coaches from around the country. Talk to you all next week on another episode of Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0.